0: is our Everest Greetings culture vultures and welcome to this is our Everest the podcast that only just realized that the Queen has been on the throne for 69 years. Has she now?
1: Yeah, nice. And
0: single? Yeah, freshly single, 69 years on the throne. Too soon? I don't know whether or not you can really say too soon when someone's husband's died at the age of 99. Yeah. But, you know, we might yet get cancelled. uh, Yeah. Taken off and replaced by BBC News special podcast.
1: Yeah, not before fucking time either.
0: Yes, but we are back. We have been away. I've been moving house. You've—I have not. Have not. So you I mean you've got you've got a good three weeks on me. Really, yep. really getting your filth ground into where you're living. I'm still working. On, some of, some of my filth is still at the last premises. I need to go and get it. Mm, yeah, and then really pound it in. But never mind all that. People don't care about that. People actively despise us. And that's a fact. So, is it? what they want to hear—like who?
1: Hang on, like who?
0: I don't know. But what? Look, what they want to hear about is some good old-fashioned analog TV, and it doesn't get more old-fashioned analog TV than Crime Watch UK, which is what we watched this week. Please, don't worry about what we've shown tonight. With your help, police are solving these cases right now. So, don't do- have my rest. <laughs>
1: Have an for men that are odd like this at the start of the first lockdown. Yeah, 12 and a bit months ago.
2: <laughs>
0: really only that long.
1: Yeah, we we started um furiously watching as much crime watch as we could.
0: I think furiously is the correct word there.
1: Because there's so much of it on YouTube, so much of it. Yeah. The first at least 10 years is there complete, including the Crime
0: Watch updates? Crime Watch updates and specials are all there. Yeah, in many ways, it forms a alternative history of the British Isles over the, at that time. I mean, it paints a picture. It doesn't do it every month. Crime Watch was sort of ten episodes a year rather than twelve, but I think in rather broad strokes, it paints a picture of where we were at, especially in terms of serious crime over the period that it covered and it did cover a long time 33 series 322 episodes i have probably seen about half
1: of them i would would be my guess maybe a bit more than half
0: i'm not sure exactly where i stand but i mean i venture that i uh, have probably seen a lot of the og episodes well i say og episodes i'm quite strict about my uh, crime watch classification and i consider the actual sweet spot for crime watch being between the beginning of 1990 and the middle of 1995 well, that's do you, the yeah. golden era where you had nick ross sue cook David Hatcher and Jackie Ames. Not not
1: a Helen Phelps fan then.
0: Well no, I mean it's not that I'm not a Helen Phelps fan. And of course Helen Phelps went on to be a member of the production and you know research team, didn't she, at Crime Watch. So she was never really away. But I thought Jackie Ames she just added that extra touch of uh, wide-eyed glamour and maybe maybe hope for the future, you know?
1: I don't think it's a programme you should be watching while you're having a wank.
0: No, no, you should, definitely should not. Courses for courses. We start this month's reconstructions with the tragic story of a 15-year-old Dutch girl, Martia Tambosa. Martia had lived in England for the past year. The family moved to Britain because her father was posted here by his company. Their home is at West Horsley, near Guildford in Surrey. The Tambosas have lived here in the village of West Horsley for almost a year. At four o'clock after school, on Thursday the 17th of April, Martia left home to cycle to the next village of East Horsley. The family was out when she set off, but her sister says Martia wanted to buy some English sweets to take back to the Netherlands on a school trip that weekend. This episode that we've watched is, I mean, as as we've said, there are an astonishing, there's an ocean of episodes of Crime Watch to pick from. I picked this one purely on the thumbnail of Sue Cook's shirt. She's dressed like she's in Kid Creole and the Coconuts. That's a good look, though. Well, it is a good look, but I do wonder whether or not it serves perhaps to diminish... The importance of some of the things that they're talking about, because there's some pretty ripe issues here. I mean, I, as I say, we could have picked any episode. I seem to have accidentally picked an episode where there are at least three cases, all of which turned out to be pretty major deals in the yes, the British crime encyclopedia, the encyclopedia of
1: crime. yeah. I mean, one of which I quite distinctly remember just the one well uh, yeah yeah, actually the one murder uh of one poor woman was one that actually kind of got itself lodged in my head at the time that it happened so Mm. you know we'll we'll come back to that i'm
0: sure obviously we should probably at this point include a trigger warning people who don't want to hear up. people talking about crime i mean i think particularly people who don't want to hear people probably just speculating and making stuff up well there's
1: been a, <laughs> about crime there's been a
0: backlash hasn't there against true crime recently
1: has there um yeah with, uh, because obviously there's been that kind of glut of podcasts and netflix series about murderers and what have you And there's been a bit of a backlash against that. People saying it's Mm. exploitative and the way in which um, they frame their subjects isn't always ideal. So uh, I I don't know how close we're going to skate to the opprobrium of
0: others. Well, I think we can take it for granted that we're probably going to say something awful. So as as we say, trigger warning. You've been warned. If you, yeah, you continue
1: you, after this point, you've only got yourself to blame. Yeah, if you get if you get murdered.
0: Yeah, you're and you're a fucking idiot. So I mean, immediately I've offended everyone by calling them a fucking idiot. Yeah, it's a good start, isn't it? Yeah. Well, fuck them. Anyway, twenty second of May, nineteen eighty six. Yeah, a f- a fine day. I don't know if it was a fine day. It was, I don't remember it specifically. So Cook was very much dressed for the beach. Yeah. You know, she's obviously off down to Tintagel or somewhere.
1: Yeah, I mean, I almost certainly watched this live. Okay. Because Crime Watch was only on once a month.
0: I know, it was event television. Yeah, it? and, it was, and um, it
1: was it was event television. I think it was Thursday nights. Thursday is the one that
0: really sticks in my mind. But
1: other, Yeah, I think it was. They may have moved it around, for
0: all I know. I mean... Especially this early in the run as well. I mean, it started 1984. Yeah, so. I mean,
1: we had this conversation before, didn't we? Or did we? Have we had this conversation when we've talked about another TV show? Well, very possibly. It feels like we have. But I mean, when, when, when Crime Watch came on air in summer of 1984, it was ultra-modern for the time. Its presentation was as up to date as you get. The interactive element, even if it was just, you know, phoning some copper on a landline. <laughs> Dobbing someone into the fair yeah, to daub <laughs> in your next door neighbour. <laughs> but that element of interactivity was, was new. It was it was it was it was fresh. And when they yeah. first started it Um it was the police that had reservations about it they were yes. they were the BBC came to them with the idea, and they were far from certain of a whether it would be successful or b whether evidence collected via this means would even be admissible uh because yeah. nothing like it had really been done in this country apart from. Police 5, which was a quite different, far less mm. dramatic type of programme.
0: And of course there was also, I mean this is 1984 when it starts, and 1986 this this episode, so we're only five years at this point away from Peter Sutcliffe. Mm. And the police, quite rightly, it has to be said, took a major kicking the way they dealt with that case. And I think that there were some misgivings on their behalf about whether or not they should throw things open, yeah, to it to everybody, having just been so chastened by the official report into their handling of the the Peter Sutcliffe.
1: Case. I I I don't know whether they were chastened by it or not, because at the end of the day, you know, the behaviour patterns didn't change that much, did they? So.
0: Well, no, not so much. You
1: know, uh, I'm not so sure. I mean, I'm not one of these ACAB people. Um, I I find that sort of attitude to be a little bit kind of childish. um, Sort of a bit sixth sixth form common room.
0: It's a rather broad stroke, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
1: And obviously i mean i don't know i don't even know if we have american listeners we might have american listeners but defund the police sounds a bit more tin-eared in this country than it does in america because they're not all driving around in tanks in this country yeah yeah, yeah. with shooters with yeah with with laser guided missiles or whatever the bucket is they they're using nowadays
0: <laughs> we start the episode with an update on last month's edition which actually seems to have been fairly fruitful for crime watch including um the th- the, the capture of a murderer one of 57 murderers that crime watch claims to have um, been partly responsible of capture. Yeah
1: didn't that say citation needed
0: well yeah obviously yeah. It, it it did but Citation needed. Be damned is my is my approach to citation needed. And then we're straight into the first case, standard Crime Watch format. First case, incident desk. Second case, and then um, some other bits. Yeah. First case is the murder of Marty Tambosa. Yeah. Now Marty Tambosa, obviously was a pretty big deal at the time and it turned out to be an even bigger deal at the end because you know spoiler alert it actually turned out to be a part of a larger series of crimes yeah
1: and also because she was an attractive young white woman you know Helps. Well, it helps. Don't yeah,
0: it? I mean, she she would have been about your age, I would guess, if she she just she just turned fifteen in April nineteen eighty six. So she would have been yeah, so yeah, a year older, a year, than you, year older than me. Yeah, she would have just uh, probably in the last few days as we we're recording this, she would have just turned fifty.
1: Yeah, happy birthday to you.
0: Obviously, it didn't work out quite no, it that
1: didn't. way. No, no, you because she was. um I mean, watching it, you're thinking, oh, God, those poor parents, you know. I mean, I know you wouldn't be thinking that because you're a fucking sociopath. Yeah. yeah but, um, thinking, yeah. you know, you're watching it thinking, oh, God, those poor parents. And, and then it's like, oh, they moved to this country like a year before well, or something. And it's like,
0: yeah. oh, God. Visit England, they said. Yeah, it's great, yeah. they said. There's some interest. I mean, the, the reconstruction there I thought was very interesting because the man that they the used as the the strange man who was seen popping up in Oakwood Close and so forth and bobbing his way through the fields in a suspicious manner, I thought really, really looked like John Duffy. Mm. <laughs> Obviously, watching Crime Watch with hindsight is a whole other trip. Yeah. You're much less likely to have nightmares, for one thing. Don't have nightmares. But it was fascinating. I mean, obviously, you know, that's no accident. The police have taken all of the information that they can reasonably use to inform the reconstruction. Because, you know, if instead of a ginger, five foot two, bug eyed midget, mm. they had chosen a six foot eight, black nba basketball player mm-hmm. that might that might have led people down the wrong track so that that was fascinating but what was really fascinating is that they weren't drawing any parallels with any other cases that had been going on at the same time and this was thrown into sharp focus when incident desk which follows on from case one leads off with a very recent disappearance four days prior of Anne Locke.
2: She got married only four weeks ago, and nobody who knows her can think of any reason why she'd leave home. She was last seen at 8.30 on Sunday evening when she left London Weekend Television, where she worked. Her usual journey home to Hertfordshire took her from Waterloo Underground Station on the Bakerloo Line to Oxford Circus, then to the Victoria Line to Finsbury Park, where she'd catch a British Rail train to Brookmans Park. She probably caught the 9.38 train that evening, arriving at Brookman's Park at one minute past ten. Anne's bicycle, still with a padlock on the back wheel, was found on this footpath. It's about 50 yards away from the station bike shed where she left it that afternoon.
1: Yes, and this is, this is the one that I remember. OK. She lived in Brookman's Park, which is a part of the world that I know fairly well. Yes. It's near Potter's Bar, just north of London. And... There was something about that, of of somebody just vanishing from a railway station. When you've got to bear in mind, we lived inside a railway station at the time, we an not abandon one anyway, <laughs> that really impacted upon me. And it's the one that really kind of, to the extent to which I had a, a fear of crime, fear of things happening to me when I was a teenager. Don't have nightmares. That was probably the case that really set me on edge more than anything else. And it's weird, really, because, you know, we lived in the middle of nowhere. The the, the I've, I've <laughs> said on this podcast before that the house, the yard, the environment around where we lived looked like a crime watch reconstruction. And so it... It felt as though that one was very much close to home for me. And it was in a literal sense. I mean, you know, it was probably about 10, 15 miles away. But um, mm. I, I do really remember that because it was, you know, on the news and it's somebody who just disappeared after getting off a train at Brookmans Park. And it's like, hang on a minute, let's just stop the road for it. really makes a, yeah. makes a difference, you know.
0: Well, and she uh, recently got married. She was just back from her honeymoon. Yeah. There was all sorts of little nuggets that made it a particularly interesting case. But I think what makes it a really interesting case, if you watch the Crime Watch special about the railway murders, for it was them. Same people, yeah. Who, yeah. who were responsible for both. Watching the episode of Crime Watch UK, the detective in charge of the Ann Locke case phoned the detective in charge of Marty Tambosa and went, hmm. It seems seems fishy to me. And that was actually the beginning of a more unified response, which later became Operation Trinity, which is a, a combination of the three separate police forces who were investigating the the murders of Alison Day, Marty Tambosa, and of Anne Locke. Yeah. Plus... Operation Heart, who were doing a investigation about a spate of rapes and sex attacks in North London, mm. they pulled their resources and used. Also, another reason why this case was particularly famous is because it used some quite cutting edge forensic techniques and and some psychological profiling techniques that haven't been used before in Britain. And they they got their man, um, John Duffy. And you know, just uh, twelve short years after that, they got their other man, yeah, David Mulcahy,
1: who it turned out was like a childhood friend of his or his absolute bezzy mate. So why they didn't just pick him up straight? Well, they actually,
0: funnily enough, they did, um, and he was subjected to a police lineup. But I think you know, at the time, the police lineups weren't done behind two-way glass or two-way glass two way glass is just glass one way glass yeah you you know you had to physically go down the line and and you know collar someone
1: i did it once what i was i did a police lineup once
0: uh okay on what side
1: um well i wasn't i wasn't i was one of the people that wasn't the perp
0: Oh, okay. So you were one of the people who fleshed the... Yeah, I
1: wasn't very old. I was only about 18 or 19 or something like that. And I think I was walking up past the police station because although it's not the main one for the county, that's in Welling Garden City, it's still got a very, very big police station right in the middle of St Albans, like a kind of like a, it looks like an office block sort of thing. Yes. And this bloke came up to me and said, "Excuse me, can I have a word?" And I was like, "Yep, yeah, sure." And he showed me his like his police card. Oh, blimey! Right? Can I help you? And he said, "Oh, no, 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 nothing like that. It, you know, we, we just need somebody to drop in and um and and and, wow. and just be a person for our identity." And I was like, "Well, okay, fair enough." What happens if they pick me? And he's like, that's fine. If they pick you, you're not going to get arrested for it. And I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> unless it was unless it was something I did.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, that was always my concern. But obviously, I mean, the thing is, I can imagine that as a 19-year-old, you had an air of criminality about you.
1: Well, no, because I looked about 14 or something. That's the thing. I looked really, really young until I was about 25 or 26, so... So that, yeah, yeah that's the, when it all went wrong. Stuff started going wrong, and it's been accelerating ever since. But um, yeah, yeah, well, so they, yeah, so they took me up, and I had to kind of stand in this room that was like a kind of a little bit like a um, like a cafeteria sort of thing. I don't know if it was the cafeteria or not. But I when I went up there, and all these other people came out. They they didn't say who was who. They didn't do anything like that. And you just had to stand in a line. And they said, just don't smile or move your face or shift in your... You know, just stay completely still, as still as you can. Relatively relaxed, posed, arms down by your side. And uh, this woman came in and she walked along the line. And she didn't stop at me. Uh, And they gave me a fiver and that was that. Nice.
0: Yeah. You know, the of the, the fiver was decent. Did they uh, did they at any point sort of, you know, point out who the suspect was?
1: No, 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 no. No. I, the, the only thing I mean I wasn't I wasn't paying attention because mm. I didn't feel as if I wanted to know. Do you know what I mean? Interesting. Um, yeah, well, yeah. I know that there was a point at which we kind of like somebody came in from another part of the you know Ah. Through another door to the rest of us, but I wasn't. I didn't
0: pay attention to who it was. Well, that was probably them. They brought them down from the cells, doing bird. Yeah, fucking (laughs) striped
1: jumper bag over their shoulder, bag over their shoulder, swag swag written on
0: it. Yeah, (sighs) unbelievable. As I as I say, at the time, it was a much more hands on. Procedure, the old uh, police lineup. Well, yeah, yeah. Then, I mean,
1: when I when I did it, there was no there was no one way glass. Yeah,
0: David Mulcahy just was was in there, just didn't get picked. Now, whether or not people felt threatened, or you know, distressed, or had a wobble, or didn't know, or whatever, he he was out for another twelve years eventually until. John Duffy, not a man particularly, it has to be said of any kind of honour, <laughs> finally rolled on him.
1: I've I've done a bit of research before on like identity parades and that sort of thing, and, and, and eyewitness testimony. It's something that that comes up quite a lot in uh, in in psychology. It's one of those subjects that they like in psychology. Yes, and uh, people are. Unbelievably unreliable when it comes oh, yeah, to yeah, um, yeah, when it so. when it comes to giving eyewitness reports on anything. So I'm not particularly surprised that he didn't get picked
0: out. No, especially of course, as the person who would be picking it out has probably been through an extremely traumatic event. Well, exactly. Yeah. Whether or not we can say that Crime Watch directly helped to capture the railway. Murderers, uh, I, I'm not sure. But certainly the programme threw a few things into sharp relief for the detective who was investigating it. Yeah. So, you know, it served a purpose in that regard.
2: The man was in his early 20s and quite slim. The artist's impression is thought to be an extremely good likeness. He also had a tattoo on his neck, just below the left ear. It was about two inches across and the tattooist who did it may remember the man. The word skins, which is in paler blue, blue ink underneath, was probably self inflicted.
0: Also on the incident desk, before we get onto the second main case, mm-hmm. there was a, a, a rape in Basildon that was done by a culprit who, the, I mean, the photo fits in Crime Watch are worthy of their own series. They are. The extraordinary, extraordinary series of. of drawings of of people that have have uh, peppered the British psyche and worldview for many a year. This bloke looked like he was like a hooligan character from Roy of the Rovers. And on mm. his neck he had a tattoo with two rampant tigers and the word skins. <laughs> he was he was wearing a beige jumper with red sleeves, which they then helpfully go um, sort of got a catalog pose of somebody wearing the jumper, and then superimposed the felt tip drawing of this madman's nut yeah, on the top of it. Yeah, if you if you were gonna,
1: if you were going to do a crime, let's say yeah. you were going to hold up an off license.
0: I'd like to think that if I was going to do a crime, it would be one of those yeah. rather than, you know, one of them. Yeah the, the 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 yeah, the other ones. The other types. Yeah. No, I
1: mean, I can't, yeah. You know, can't even think about that. It's just, yeah. So, you, you generally, I think it's probably better to have two people for something like this. So, say, me yeah. and you, we're going to rob <laughs> off
0: license. The, the dream team. The dream
1: team, you know. The syndicate, as we're known in some circles what would you wear? What would your outfit... Would you go for something as rakish as a beige shirt with red Well, sleeves? no.
0: I mean, it's, it's difficult to pick. I mean, obviously, you've got to try and be inconspicuous, haven't you? So you'd probably try and be as grey and boring as possible. I mean, I suppose if you wear black, that immediately you know singles you out doesn't it
1: well it does as, to a... oh there's somebody wearing black. yeah well it does in a way but then at the, at the at the same time it's kind of the most neutral color isn't it you know
0: i i guess so i think wearing all black would single you out wearing all white would single you out i mean you no one is going to be able to um rob an off license dress like randall and opkirk deceased so i think you just want to be as inconspicuous as possible what would Which is something that is lost on a lot of these people. It has to be yeah. Said.
1: What would you wear to, um, to to disguise your face? Would you go for a mask, crash helmet, well, balaclava? I mean,
0: COVID nineteen has really been a boon, hasn't it, for armed robbers? The only problem is that none of the shops are open. But are the banks open? Have the banks been open? I think yeah, to a certain extent. I mean, that must be weird. People going in banks with masks on. Oh. Normally, they normally they discourage them. Mm. Obviously, nowadays face mask is uh, is a perfect thing. I think any other form of mask or any any such facial covering is going to raise a certain amount of suspicion and i mean if it's completely freezing cold and you've got a scarf for example you'd probably get away with that okay i do start i'm starting to worry that you're just planning a crime now well i thought you might go for the pair of
1: tights you see just because i know what a pervert you are (laughs) and if you had an opportunity to steal a pair of your wife's used tights and Stick them over your head, well, then I don't think you'd need a second invitation. In fact, there's been a, I reckon, a few times I've just turned up at your house and you've been doing that no, no particular well, reason.
0: Well, no, it, it, there was a very good reason in that case. I've just robbed an office. Well, right. But I think, actually, in all truth, having, having given it a little bit of thought, what I would probably do is go for glasses and stick on moustache something that can be easily removed but at the same time doesn't necessarily raise suspicions. Obviously it would have to be quite a realistic looking stick on moustache <laughs> Is you there know, such a thing? I imagine so but it's not not in any way something that I could ever possibly get my hands on. This is why I don't go in for crime. I'm just not cut out for it And now for something a little different An improbable scene in
1: this country, you may think. Not so. In recent months, a gang of cattle rustlers has struck at 17 farms throughout East Anglia. We've no evidence they use lassoes,
0: but they do steal valuable cattle trailers or floats, round up cows from neighbouring farms, and drive them away. The final story in instant death, cattle rustling. (laughs) Now, cattle rustling is not a crime that you necessarily associate with England.
1: I I, I mean, I suppose the first... Question: There is okay, yeah, but
0: what are you going to do with all the cows? What do you do with them?
1: Yeah, I mean, presumably there are unscrup there were unscrupulous abattoir owners.
0: But I mean, what's what was the the actual target of the robbery? Was it the farm equipment? If if so, why did they feel the need to put cows in it, or or was it the cows? in which case why didn't they dump the farm equipment mm. it's a fascinating crime i mean obviously it's not a victimless crime on any uh, on any level particularly if you happen to be one of the cows but i i i do hope that they managed to solve that crime mm. just so they could find out what the bloody hell was going on there. yeah
1: yeah yeah i mean you, you know 17 farms? i don't have much sympathy for the farmers you know Sorry, farmers, no. but hmm. but um, yeah, I do want to know what happened. Actually, yeah. I mean, wanting to know what happened, um, yeah, I I get the feeling that one of these days that'll be my uh, uh that'll be my downfall because uh, about yes. this time last year when I was reaching peak crime watch watching peak crime <laughs> watching like
0: yeah um, lockdown fever
1: i did start to worry a little bit about the amount of murder victims whose names i was googling at up uh, past 10 at night <laughs> to and all I wanted to know was I was what you know I was i'm watching crime watch and yeah. did I you know did they ever catch the person who did it you Know, yeah, it's an interesting line of inquiry. But if a copper had caught her, got that search history and looked at it, they probably would have drawn quite a different conclusion. <laughs> well, it's possible, there's a reasonable chance, and they might have looked at it, looked at that, and said, We definitely need to just get him in and talk to him,
0: yeah. And then they'll find out from uh, the St. Albans Constabulary that you've already been in a lineup. Yeah, I know, right? They're going to fit you up. Yep. They're going to put cow shit under your nails and say, if you've been to East Anglia, and you'll have to admit that you have, they're going to fit you up for 17 counts of cattle rustling before you know it.
1: Well, hopefully. It's un- I
0: probably, <clears throat> un- <clears throat> probably unlikely. Like, like I
1: say, you know, I just don't... Know how you would do
0: that? I think I think honesty is the best policy. In that you just say I've just been watching loads of Crime Watch. I love it. I can't get enough of it. And I'm I, I, the reason is uh, the reason I was googling all of these names of murder victims is because I wanted to find out if the cases have been solved. And I mean, a, a lot of the cases that you see in Crime Watch, particularly you know, like murder cases. Remain unsolved to this day. Oh yeah, I mean, Crime Watch had, I think it
1: was a twenty percent hit rate over everything that it did, and then it rose to about a third for murders. Yeah, I think, I think, it, I think it was that, and that sounds like a pretty bad hit rate, doesn't it? Because that sounds like well, if you watch three months worth of Crime Watch they're only going to solve one month's worth of crimes and the other two months worth is just to, you know, to be forgotten about or to be, you know, to, to be put back Mm. where it, where, where it was before. So on the one hand, that's kind of, you know, not very many, or it sounds like it's not very many, but then when you actually look at the numbers for it, like you said earlier, you know, Fifty-seven wronguns, fifty-seven murders, fifty-seven—you know—the worst type of wrong. Um, Well, arguably, yeah. yeah. Um, Then, then it then it starts to look a little bit different, doesn't it?
0: Well, uh, also, it should be remembered, of course, that Crime Watch shouldn't have been considered the be-all and end-all. You know, you would still expect the. HM Constabulary to be doing their own work. Well, oh, no, I
1: just
3: assume that right. the ones on Crime Watch. <laughs> Once is. it's
0: been on Crime Watch, they just they kick their feet up on the desk and go, Right, well, that's your fucking problem now, son. Game's gone.
3: Last month, under the title Operation Stranger, police officially linked the murders of two children, six year old Barry Lewis and 14 year old Jason Swift. We showed a reconstruction of the Barry Lewis case four months ago. Tonight, we concentrate on Jason Swift. His body was found only six miles away from Barry's at Stapleford Tawney in Essex. Both boys had been drugged. The s- second case
0: that was featured on, on this episode of Crime Watch was the case of a murdered 14-year-old, Jason Swift. He'd uh, grown up in care and he had a very difficult and troubled childhood. This seemed to revolve quite heavily around playing Monopoly on his own, which I'm not sure how that works, uh, and collecting foreign coins. Yeah. But, unfortunately for young Jason Swift, who wrote a letter to his mum and signed it, Jason Swift. He did do that, yeah. Which I found quite charming in a way. He was not long for this world. And again, it turned out... Although not on the basis of this program, but on the basis of Crime Watch specials, mm. Passim, that he was a victim of a, another notorious crime syndicate mm. the Sydney Cook Gang, the Dirty Dozen. Yes. Uh, the-, the first ever episode of Crime Watch featured the disappearance of Mark Tildesley, mm. who. Was a victim of the Sydney yeah, Cook gang, yeah. and this episode also touches on Barry Lewis, who was another victim of the Sydney Cook. You do start to wonder whether or not in the mid nineteen eighties there were more than two or three criminals actually operating.
1: Yeah, I mean it does. Yeah, it, it does make you wonder. You know that when you have the kind of these these murderers and whoever turn up and they attack somebody like every few months. And it's like, well, if they're so disturbed that they're doing that, then how come they're so good at rationing it? (laughs) You know, why aren't they doing doing this just like every day or every couple of days? That's the bit that I don't completely understand. But, you know, I'm not not a a criminal psychologist.
0: I think criminal psychologists and criminologists often argue that there will be a cool-down period in between... These things. Oh, right, okay. Obviously, you've got the difference between a serial killer and a spree killer, for example. Yeah. Where a serial killer will have a marked cool down where they'll sort of return back to an equilibrium before building up again and then doing another crime. Whereas a spree killer, for example, Michael Ryan, will just go around blasting everybody until he gets caught.
1: You see, yeah, you see, I think. Yeah, you see, I think I'd be a spree killer.
0: I, yeah, I think I actually, that.
1: that's one of the fundamental differences between you and me. Really, is that I think that I yeah, would yeah. be a spree killer, and you would definitely be a serial killer.
0: Yeah. Come the day that we both snap, we're going to do it in a very different way.
1: Um. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to. Not, I couldn't. That's the thing. <laughs> I could. That's 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 the bottom line. Is that You have your (laughs) levels of anger tested throughout your life, don't you? Well, yeah, I I get to this age now, and it's like, well, no, it's not because you know my anger manifests itself in self-loathing. You know, yeah. So, I, 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 whatever frustrations I have at the modern world, that's all right. I'm just don't, don't worry, you're in safe hands because I'm taking it out on myself. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Every night, from
1: the moment from the moment I wake up until the moment I go, it's to like bed. a f- angry, r- glowing radish, just a living hell. But at least <laughs> I'm not inflicting it on anyone else.
0: That's very true. It's very um, commendable behavior. Well, you know that you haven't <laughs> murdered anybody yet.
1: Well, I mean, this is the thing, isn't it? It, it, it? This 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 stuff falls into the category of things that I probably shouldn't be saying because i'm a fucking bloke and men are the problem <laughs> you know
0: well i mean i'm not going to say that men are entirely the problem but i i think we all know that men are they are 90, entirely the yeah,
1: problem. yeah 99.9 recurring percent
0: well they certainly were in this case uh jason's it's a very it's I don't really want to touch nah, on the Sydney, yeah, is Sydney Cook. Sydney <laughs> Cook
1: are such an unspeakable evil. Every, you know, for those who are too young, too old, too not interested, they are. You know how there's that kind of cliche of what a pedo is like? you know you know what I mean right okay every single one of that 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 gang is that that they embody those values or lack of values however you want to however you want to describe it they are yeah greasy slimy creepy bunch of absolute fucking weirdos and there's it it's it's really difficult to it's really difficult to get anywhere near what their headspace could possibly be like do you know what I mean? It's like I think, yeah, you they mean, operate on a whole. Yeah, level. I mean, you're armed robber or somebody. It's like, okay, well, this person wants a lot of money and they haven't got any, or maybe they have, but it's just, you know, that's what they do and that's how they do it. All right, yeah, yeah. I understand that. I, I, I think that's, um, that's, uh, that's fair enough, but the people who do this sort of thing uh it's just so alien to anything that i could ever think of is that i just can't i can't place myself in it you know it's uh probably a good thing that i can't you know oh yeah i can imagine imagine doing that it would be a you'd have to <laughs> you'd, you'd have to be thinking about just going up the yeah. cop shop yourself wouldn't you you'd be like
0: you know what uh, I yeah. don't you know uh, if I, was I, can just, Im- I was just thinking how much I'd like to be in one of those paedophile yeah, gangs if I can, imma- can you take me away if I can accurately
1: imagine what it's like to be in a paedophile gang I should probably be separated from the general public for, for their good
3: well, our final reconstruction tonight is the latest in a series of robberies that have taken place in the northwest of England. Two young men attacked a 90-year-old man while he was in bed. The man was Sir John Moores, a former chairman of Everton Football Club and a self-made multimillionaire. He's the founder and president of the vast Littlewoods Empire. Sir John lives in Formby, near Southport. He's lived in the same house for over 50 years.
0: The third case is a bit of a relation to you, because you went to this man's very own university. I did. Uh, the <laughs> uh, attack on the ailing Sir John Moores in Formby in March. Yeah, he's dead now. Now, Sir John, yeah, he we, it, it, it went on for another um, few years after this, in fact. He, was, Sir John he was
1: still alive when they switched the names over. Yeah, of the uh, of the university, or but or when it became a university uh, rather than a polytechnic, because I, I applied yeah. to Liverpool Polytechnic, I went to Liverpool Polytechnic for a year, you know, and
0: then it was like, no, oh no, actually, we're going to give it a shit name now, Sir John Moore's. Yeah. Well, she, uh, he lived on for a few more years after that, although obviously he was quite decrepit.
1: He died. He died before I graduated. <laughs> just looking at it, just looking at it now. Either. Because the reason I thought it was kind of interesting um, was that I remember there being a rumor at the time, and I don't know if it was true because this was pre-internet. And what people who've only ever grown up in the area of the internet need to probably remember is that before there was an internet, people could just say any old shit, and it was um, and it was largely yeah unverifiable
0: it's interesting though because there was less of that sort of thing going on it seemed nowadays when everything is verifiable people just say any old shit and people people believe it I don't really understand yeah
1: I mean what, what I uh, the, but anyway there was a rumour going around at the time that okay. Liverpool John Moores University became, in taking this name, the only university in the world to be named after a living person. Interesting. Well, I suppose you yeah, And I don't I mean, know whether clear. that's true or not, or whether, it, or maybe it was like in this country, and then it got you know sort of blown up to in Europe, and then it was like oh, in the world. Yeah. Because I find it difficult um, to believe that there wouldn't be, say. Uh, A university named after some dictator or other.
0: Oh yeah, I can, I can see. And of course,
1: well, you had Trump University, of course, (laughs) in the last few (laughs) years. But that wasn't—I don't think that
0: existed in 1990. Fucking Trump University. Sir John Moores, former chairman of Everton Football Club and founder of Littlewoods, an enormously wealthy Mm. man. Uh, 90 years old. He mm. was a, he was robbed basically by the robbers from Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. <laughs> they didn't account.
1: take very much. No, did I think they?
0: that they they opened the safe and I think they got away with some jewelry and bits and bobs. But then obviously they were suddenly a, struck with a, a, an enormous attack of regret, and one of them phoned the police to report that there had been mm. a crime. Well, it's difficult to get... Again, it's difficult to get in, into the mind of the, the criminal, isn't it, at times? Well, quite why they felt the need to immediately more or less confess what they'd done. And then again, I don't know whether or not they got caught. All I do know is that they drove a red Ford Escort and they were hanging around at a squirrel reserve. The surprising thing about all
1: of that story was that, firstly... This incredibly wealthy man, because he was an extremely wealthy one of the man. Yeah, yeah one I mean, of the richest was, men in Britain. Yeah, he was a he was a one percenter. You yeah. know, he had
0: practically no security. Well, I know it's weird. Yeah, it's strange. You know, just a just a housekeeper, a couple of housekeepers watching Miss Marble. Yeah,
1: and the other thing that was weird was when they said, "Oh, he's lived in the same house." For 50 years. To which I thought. Hang on a minute. So he moved into that house then. In what 1936. And then I looked it up. And actually yeah. He was already a millionaire by 1936. Yeah
0: yeah. But I mean to be fair to him. Very wise. He well old. Well I mean he was well old. But not moving in 50 years. If you can get away with it. You know. Don't do it. Don't move. Don't people move should yes. be people yes, bullshit, should be assigned a house at birth.
1: See the robberies. I'm not usually very interested in. I'm quite much, and the reason for that. Yeah. The reason for that is that I don't know. It's just some people
0: losing some stuff. Yeah, it's only stuff at the end of it.
1: Oh, somebody's stolen some of John Moore's stuff. Have they stolen all of his money?
0: Yeah. No, I think, I yeah, mean, that's yeah. one of the reasons why. I mean, they didn't have it in this particular edition, but one of the the features of Crime Watch UK that you and I both particularly don't like is Aladdin's Cave, where they get an expert, yeah, they get an expert from the Antiques Roadshow to show you some stuff that's been nicked. It's like, well, I who? Do I, I don't care who owns this stuff.
1: I don't understand, and I never did understand why that was even in there.
0: Well, I mean, presumably... It if, if, it's sell, if it's
1: stolen, you know, if it's stolen that, then just fucking sell it. Yeah. You know, police, give the money to charity. Yeah, give it to children Whatever. in need. You know, Sue
0: Cook would be delightful. Yeah, give
1: it to children in... Yeah, something like that. I, I don't understand what the point is of having some idiot posho... In a floppy bow tie, <laughs> looking at a carriage clock and going, oh, oh have a look at this carriage clock.
0: Oh, do you recognise this? Recognize this? No, no, place. I don't.
1: No, it just looks like a fucking carriage clock. They all look the same to me. What are you asking me for, you fucking idiot? I mean, it idiot. is
0: true. Obviously, it does live and die on the um, exotic and, and violent ends of, of crime, doesn't it, Crime Watch? The robberies, obviously, some of them are a bit more violent than others, and they're always a bit of excitement. But at the same time, they are at the end of the day just robberies. Yeah, just just like that fella in um, Die Hard. You know, imagine that all of that just to rob somewhere. Yeah. Obviously, if uh, if you have any information about any of these things, you can uh, write to Crime Watch UK, BBC TV Centre, yep. London W twelve. Uh, yeah, call us 811 8055. Yep, or C fax page. One hundred eighty-nine. Yeah, oh. sixty-nine. <laughs> and um, you know, don't have nightmares, as they say.
1: The nightmares stopped in twenty seventeen. When they got rid of it, they got rid of it because the. You see, part of the appeal of Crime Watch, when it was first on, was that you were reaching an audience of fourteen or you know, fifteen million people. Yeah.
0: It's so, it, it served an actual purpose in a country yeah. where there are 60 million people if a quarter of them are watching it
1: by 2017 there were 3 million people watching it Yeah. and whilst that nowadays is a fairly respectable audience for uh, primetime on TV yeah. it is a far 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 smaller proportion of the population than it was a quarter of a century earlier or Whatever, yeah. So, so it had outlived its usefulness, and of course, the other thing you've got to bear in mind, and this is something that it's really important to to mention, actually,
0: is that violent crime has gone down enormously. Nick often pointed out that uh, you know a lot of these things were actually quite rare at the time, mm. and they're only showing them because they don't want people to get away with it. But, you know, it is still, to this day, crime watch or no crime watch, relatively rare to get uh, murdered. Which, you know, is a good thing. But, I mean, violent crime is... Yeah, violent crime has been falling
1: year on year since about 1982 or something. They reckon that DNA testing is a big part of the the reason for that. Because it allows them to catch people far quicker. And it is a small number of people doing a large number of murders.
0: Yeah. So, you know. What an exciting and glamorous world. Just imagine being a criminal. Well, well, like you have to imagine. (laughs) Like I have to imagine. Um, Creamy, I'm not going to ask you whether or not you'll watch another episode. We both know that we'll watch another episode. Everybody
1: knows it. Everybody knows it. So... I
0: will watch... Yeah, I, I've watched I've watched a couple of extra episodes just because of this, <laughs> which brings which brings us on to our creamy centres. Yeah. Uh, now it's been about four weeks, so we've both obviously been watching a load of shit. Uh, but I'm going to focus mainly on what I've been watching this week, which is heavily predicated around progressive rock and the episode of trouble at the top with david van day in it ah oh. and also documentaries about the clash which i have to say I and mean, the latter was very much a response to having watched a lot of things about progressive rock
1: that's a segue Yes, isn't it?
0: Well, yeah.
1: Do you want to explain yourself? We we, there is because I I can't remember how this came about. There is or why coming up coming up.
0: Fuck, we think we're doing. And initially, it will be it will be for subscribers only initially, and then we'll roll it out in you know, Mm -hmm. as long as no, (laughs) as long as there's not a mass exodus of subscribers, which would indicate that perhaps we're barking at the wrong tree. But yeah, we're going to try and do a, a it's going to be a limited series on on the history of progressive rock, and i can 't remember exactly what it was that spurred That's, this in me, but set this up something something happened, and we started talking about progressive rock uh-huh and then it all got really real one day last week when you started listening to yes and just sending me abuse, which to be fair. <laughs> is a, re- deserve- a reasonable it's it's a, <laughs> deserve- a reasonable it's it's a reasonable reaction to listening to yes
1: I listen to a lot of music and I listen to a very varied selection of music as well. You know, there aren't really many genres that I would completely rule out. You know? <laughs> and uh, even when you get to something like um, uh, like country and western, country and western is something that people will write off as, as soon as look at it. And yeah, it's true. Not me, not me. You know, oh, yeah. there's some really great country music, and oh, yeah. you know, you Dance just, just got to go. You just got to go looking for it. And I would say, because I know that this is your own personal prejudice, uh, amongst others, is uh, heavy metal. Yeah. You will not countenance it. The yeah. concept of it, and I, I will give it the time of day, even if I, you know, some of the best people I've known in my lives have been heavy metal people.
0: Well, I know I know a number of uh, heavy metal people. I know enough heavy yeah. metal people to wonder whether or not I'm actually making a huge mistake. But my ears, but,
1: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, and well, this is the thing that the that, that prog rock is a huge and we're fairly constantly told, significant musical genre, musical area. So I was like, well, you know, maybe I should be giving this a go. Maybe I should be listening to this. Maybe I should be, you know, not just automatically recoiling at Hmm. the sight of some of these weirdos. Yeah. So me and you watched Prog Rock Britannia a symphony in yeah. three parts it's a fine documentary it is a fine documentary the somewhat surprising thing about it is that with an hour and a half of it down, it's a, a lot of it to love, nothing there wasn't anybody that I wanted to reinvestigate it was all dog shit and I hated it <laughs> so now we're doing a ten part podcast series on yeah it. it's going to be great like, well. like a
0: pair of fucking idiots <laughs> That's why we've been watching Prog Rock and uh, that's also why I watched Westway to the World, the Don Letts Clash documentary.
1: Palette cleanser.
0: As a, as a palette cleanser. I also watched, and it's, thank good the great googly moogly that no one's ever got round to taking this off of YouTube because it's there. I also watched Dawn of the Dead again. Um, that's been on YouTube for a, for a good long while. That's a great film, isn't it? Great film, really, really is a great film. And of course, one of the uh, one of the things about it is it's got a prog rock soundtrack by Goblin. Uh, Goblin, fuck Goblin. (laughs) It could have been worse.
1: Goblin, and could have been Griffin.
0: Stupid fucking name.
1: Yeah, well, come, you know, I've got a lot to say about Griffin.
0: Patreon.com/slash two zero zero percent pod and you can be the first in amongst the first trench of people to hear yeah. Ian losing his mind over grooming I mean, they are they are dog shit
1: fucking toilet absolute but, fucking toilet
0: what, so what, what, <laughs> what's your creamy centre this week because I'm sure you've watched all kinds of juicy nuggets
1: oh there's been so much I was just looking through my history a minute ago and um Uh, There's just, it's just absolutely rampant. A lot of um, Crime Watch, a lot of Top of the Pops. Uh, I watched a documentary from 19, I think it was 1991 on uh, Saturday, I think, uh, called Newcastle Disunited. Um, which was about the boardroom squabbling at Newcastle United that led to John Hall taking over the club. I was writing a little something about Newcastle okay. so on, to give it some context. Always
0: always interesting to see a behind-the-scenes documentary about a football club because it's one of the last great mysteries, what's going on in there.
1: Yeah, quite a lot of different versions of When You're in Love with a Beautiful Woman by Dr. <laughs> 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 just, Obviously, just, yeah. just saying. Yeah. Uh, the late nineteen seventies cartoon Gideon, which I sent to you to watch. I don't know if you Gideon. You did. Yeah. I, I it's don't about know, I a I yellow saying. duck with a very long neck. Oh
0: for goodness! Sake. Um. <laughs> it's always a duck. This it's always, is a thing. Always every, ducks. every time, every time you do anything, there's a duck involved.
1: I like ducks yeah well. um and also some radio things i i've started uh subscribing to a channel on youtube called random radio jottings and they just do various things that are related to the radio you know it'll be like broadcast of old radio shows I'm looking at it now, and there's one on here called, and, you know, you're going to get a little chubby on when you, when you hear about this, <laughs> called The Other Side of Murray Walker.
0: Interesting. So, the you know, Other Side. Well, is this a, this is the, his the dark, expose.
1: His dark, violent side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. Loads of shipping forecasts they've got on there. Um. <laughs>
0: it doesn't get more niche i mean people can criticize us for what endlessly watching yeah. old episodes of crime watch but endlessly listening to old shipping forecasts there's does a, not get Yeah,
1: better. no there is there's there's news of the death of um rte's gay okay. burn um there's an episode of workers playtime from 1982 i can see and it's called Random Radio Jottings, and I recommend it to the house. Only got five and a half thousand subscribers, which oh, is yeah.
0: A... Well, I'm definitely going to be subscribing to that.
1: Yeah, you want you it's want right it. It's right up my street. Yeah, you well. want in on that? Uh, they've also got oh, they've got the time shift about DJs in the '60s. That's that will be worth watching. That that's a, that'll be a TV thing.
2: <laughs>
1: I can see Alan Fluff Freeman's face is peering out at me. So, yeah, give that a go, my recommendation. All sorts of crazy
0: shit on it. We're going to be such well-rounded people by the end of this product. Well, I maybe mean, maybe not. We've certainly have listened to some shit.
1: We have, and watched some shit. Talking, some, of, which, some shit. talking, talking, talking of which... Talking of which, which...
0: Yeah, next week...
1: You cur.
0: We're back on the horse. Sun. Yeah. And oh. it's your choice. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. Yes. Say yes, it is, Ian. It is, I can't deny. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's your choice.
1: So, next week, we are going back to the 30th of August, 1975. It's Seaside Special. (laughs) Oh, God (laughs) almighty from i think it's from Torbay yeah it's from Torbay and i put it this way right firstly it's a broadcast quality recording so it's not going to be one of those where you're just watching a bunch of smeared pixels on the screen okay uh and b the channel this give you you know this will give you an idea of the um of the standard that that we that we're coming up against with this i think i've chosen this because i really think you're going to Fucking hate it. Very real chance that I'm yeah. going
0: to hate it.
1: Uh, it's been uploaded by a channel called Fans with a Z.
2: Oof.
1: Fans of Lena Zavaroni. <laughs> oh,
0: Lena Zavaroni.
1: So you know, I can see, I can see from here a repeat offender. Excellent. Uh, from, from don't look at the description if you can possibly. Get into the video. I will send you a link, but don't look at the description if you can, because it has got a list of everybody using it, and I'd rather you were surprised.
0: Well, it certainly worked out well. For, <laughs> it worked out well for me during lift off with Aisha. So, yeah, I mean, uh, this uh,
1: this one's gonna this one'll work out, I think, just as well.
0: I hope it's got Eli Culbertson. That's all I'm. It gonna has say. not got Eli Culbertson. I, if no, T, I you, I swear, I'd swear to you now, right? If the Bay City Rollers are, on its fucking, front, <laughs> there is going to be a reckoning. A nah, reckoning. Uh, no, they're not. No, they're not. Okay. Although well, to be
1: fair, right, you're the one who's been banging on about Bay City
0: Rollers. Well, they're fascinating to me now. You've you've piqued my interest.
1: So there you go. Seaside there, special next week. Um, but I think we've shot our bolt for this week. If I'm absolutely honest, I don't want to see Sydney Cook's horrible face again. No, certainly not. So uh we will be back the same time next week. Damn straight. Damn straight. Thanks very much for listening. And goodbye.